It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big Saturday across the SPFL. Rangers fans will have to take a break from booking Champions League trips for the visit of Ross County. Celtic supporters have a few more travel planning hours before they take on Dundee United tomorrow. Kilmarnock, Motherwell, St Mirren Hibs and Aberdeen Levy make up your Saturday offering in the company of Gordon DL, Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevans. Time to put the champagne and caviar to one side. Because it's back to bread and butter today After revelling in the glamour of the Champions League draw Rangers are two points behind Celtic in the league table And they need to correct that deficit today When Ross County go to Ibrox They could get overwhelmed there And Aberdeen against Livingston Would I be so narrow-minded and petty as to wish that Livy lost at Pataudry Just because Marvin Bartley mocked me on the show (laughs) For losing heavily on Beat the Pundit Would I be so narrow-minded and petty As to hope that they lose today? Yes, I would And it seems actually strange To be looking forward to domestic football Because the last few days gone It's just been absolutely overwhelmed By European football A fantastic win for Rangers And Eindhoven on Wednesday night And those draws on Thursday You couldn't have handpicked better draws Celtic against Real Madrid Rangers against Liverpool and it feels all the more real this morning when you see the schedule of fixtures coming out. Match day one, Rangers in Amsterdam and Real Madrid, the reigning champions, coming to Celtic Park. Yeah, but it's all about today. Uh, domestic football, Gordon. Nice card, looking forward to it. The lads out and about. Uh, the grounds will have a good day. The weather's brilliant. Hopefully we'll get plenty goals and uh, I would like to just welcome Roger Hanna to the studio this afternoon. Yes, it's great to have him along with us this afternoon. Mark Wilson, goodness knows where he is, jetting off somewhere as usual. Um, but Hugh Keevans, it is one of those situations where, as Roger says, everyone will be thinking you know, about the Champions yeah. League and the travel plans and so on. Um, but a, a trip to take on Liverpool all of a sudden seems a bit less exciting if you somehow lose points at home to Ross County that's the reality of, of life for Rangers today well, well, as I say the reality is you can forget your champion caviar it's about bread and butter the the Celtic and Rangers game is next Saturday by this time next Saturday we'll know who's won it uh, so there, there's no time to be lost no points to be lost Rangers slipped up against Hibs last week in Edinburgh they have to rectify the two-point deficit with between themselves and Celtic this afternoon. Celtic then go to Dundee United, the team who can't beat anyone at the moment, but they can't take anything for granted, Celtic, even though United have lost 15 goals and only scored one in their last four games. So for the pair of them, it's about taking off the dinner suit and getting the dungarees on. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you, but I look at this game today... Taylor made for Rangers after uh, the midweek, after the excitement of the draw, Liverpool, you know, Napoli and teams like that. But I just think front of packed house against Ross County, it's going to be a massive ask for Ross County to get anything. No Morelis once again, that may be another talking point. Rangers fans have forgot about that already, but I see Rangers winning that convincingly. I think the fans, the first thing they've forgotten is that Morelos is suspended. This is not a continuation Mm. of his row with... Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst he's suspended he couldn't have played no matter what do you think he would have uh, been in the squad Hugh I don't think so I don't think he would uh, have I think I think what he's got to do is go 
back and win the trust of the manager, win the trust of the fans, and obviously his mm. teammates as well. But uh, Rangers will be concentrating those three points this afternoon. Lots to look forward to. Those four big games in the Premiership. Plenty of discussion about the Champions League, I'm sure. Two games tomorrow. Championship League 1 and League 2 And even the preliminary round Of the Scottish Cup as well So strap yourselves in Scottish football Very rarely disappoints On the drama and controversy front We're here all afternoon You can tweet us at Clyde SSB And I'll give you the nod When the open line Is here a bit later on Let's start at Ibrooks For Rangers against Ross County Fraser Wishart is there I am I think you said at the top of the show Gordon there'll be a celebration Atmosphere here today At Ibrox The fans will come In really good spirits They'll have loved it During the week All they've been talking about And thinking about Is the Champions League Falling an excellent victory In Eindhoven And with the picture dates Being confirmed this morning Many have been busy Booking flights to Amsterdam And Naples But it's back to As you said The bread and butter Great phrase of the Premiership today And a very important game Against Ross County They can't afford to drop Any more points With the Old Firm game Coming up next And Giovan Bronco will want to get the points wrapped up comfortably before they start a really busy period of games. To that end, perhaps surprisingly he's only made one change to the team today but you'd imagine he'll take the opportunity to make many more versus Queen of the South this midweek before the Old Firm game and then the European Adventure with lots of midweek fixtures rotation will be very, very important on paper. Should be a straightforward match but Ross County have shown over the last 12 months they can cause Rangers problems. They've scored plenty of goals against them. 3-3 draw and Dingwall and Jandy won the reasons why Rangers didn't win the league last year and striker Jordan White remarkably scored in all four games for County last season but he's on the bench today as has been the case so far in Malky Mackay's selection I saw them against Hearts in the opening day and they were a better team for long periods and unlucky to draw so they got off the mark last week with a home win against Coman they'll come here under no pressure no expectations nobody really expecting them to get anything from a team that's just qualified for the Champions League a very attack-minded team selection by Giovanni Van Bronckhurst you'd imagine they'll all have the have all the possession but everyone will be attacking perhaps even uh, the midfield players with just the two centre-backs and John Lundstrom in midfield sitting behind the ball County have to be very disciplined and work really hard if they're going to get anything from this game today just the one change I said from Rangers Glenn Kamara's out with a knee knock and Scott Wright comes in to I said this very attack-minded team they go with their usual formation 4-3-3 John McLaughlin's in goals back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson Jamie Sands and Borna Barisic midfield three Tom Lawrence John Lundstrom and Marek Tillman with Scott Wright, Antonio Cholak and Ryan Kent up front. The subs, Al McGregor, Ridvan Yilmaz, Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis, Rabi Matondo, Fashion Sakala, Scott Arfield, Leon King and Adam Devine. For County, they made three changes. Baldwin and Callan, retrospective red cards are suspended and Sims drops to the bench. In come Watson, Harmon and Latoury. Ross Laidlaw's in goals. Callum Johnson, Keith Watson, Alex Yakaviti and Ben Purrington at the back. Two midfield players sitting, David Concola and George Harmon with Victor Latoury, Jan Danda and Kazim Olegbe behind the striker Jordi Hewula. Their subs today Jake Eastwood, Ross Monroe, Awura Edwards, Dominic Samuel, Josh Sims, Jordan Tilson, Ben Payton, Jordan White, and Dylan Smith. And the referee today at Ibrooks is Don Robertson. Yeah, Fraser, it's obviously been a busy week for Rangers. A wonderful performance to get through uh, against PSV Eindhoven into that Champions League draw, which we saw uh, on Thursday. Um, does the fact that there is a League Cup midweek coming up? Allow Giovanni Van Bronckers to not make too many changes today Try and keep that bit of continuity And then we maybe see them midweek Yeah, I think he'll probably take, take almost the whole team out Against Queen of the South And just give these guys a rest Because all of a sudden A lot of them have international games coming up towards the end of September There's Champions League midweeks There's a huge game next, next weekend And I think the fact that they dropped two points last week Against Hibernian 
I think Joe knows he can't make too many changes and run that risk of perhaps dropping points here today. He wanted to get the game done and dusted very early, and of course now with five substitutes, you know, if they can get a couple of goals by the early part of the second half, he can then take off his key players and start to, to rotate them and give others a chance. But sometimes managers look at it and they just look at the form of the players and they'll look at them in training. And you'll see this high, all these players must be on. They must be absolutely buzzing from that fantastic performance. You saw the reaction at the end when the players went over to the supporters. They were, they were, they were just so delighted to be playing at the top table and performing at the top table. And they want to do that as individual players. So maybe not too surprising. I thought it might have made one or two more changes. But certainly in midfield, you know, they've got uh, Lawrence and they've got uh, Tillman either side of uh, Lundstrom. So it's a very, very attack-minded team. And I think Giovanni's looking for this game to be over and done and dusty within the first hour. Yeah, I mean, quite often, Fraser, these types of games, without being too general, you know, home games against perceived smaller teams that the Rangers fans expect convincing performances, they sometimes get criticised for having two defensive-minded midfielders, fans phone up here and say, why do we need that? We'd rather be a bit more attacking and try and break down the low block or get around the parked bus or whatever your chosen uh, terminology is. So are we seeing that from Rangers today, a sort of departure away from that? Yes, I think so. In the midfield, Tillman, who was terrific the other night, launched a good game as well. They, they both keep their keep their place, and you know they'll they'll go probably like two number tens almost with Wright and Kent playing in the wide areas, really stretching the Ross County defence. If you can do that and keep the full backs occupied, sometimes there's spaces for these midfield players to to attack and to go in and support um, Cholak as the, as the main striker. So yeah, the fans who criticise sometimes the so maybe the laboured play, the two defensive midfield players, well they've got their wish with this very attacking team. And uh, you're looking at Ross County, you know as I said, I saw them at the start of the season. They're, they're, they're quite an open team. You know they don't sit. Back They've got two out and out wingers. The Danda, I know Malky Mackay rates very, very, very highly as a number 10 as well. So he's kept his place. It would be easy to, to leave him out and put in a more defensive midfield player. So I, I think there'll be gaps here. I don't think it's a case of just uh, Ross County coming here to park the bus. They'll come here and they want to play. And I think that will play into Rangers' hands and they'll win by a few goals today. Yeah, uh, no Alfredo Morelos, of course, Fraser, whether he would have featured anyway. If he was free of suspension, probably not. He's going to speak to the manager next week. John Lundstrom does play. It was only this time last week that everyone was arguing about sendings off and all the rest of it. Um, I won't hold my breath for any praise at a quick, efficient SFA appeals procedure to allow him to play this afternoon. That's probably beyond us. Yeah, that's beyond us. We can't uh, we can't be saying that the game actually get things uh, right. But it was a busy week for the compliance officer because of uh, the retrospective red cards, which are rare nowadays. The rules have been tightened up slightly, so it's only exceptional circumstances that uh, that retrospective actions taken. But uh, Ross Callan, unique. He got two yellow cards last week and got sent off, and then got a retrospective red card for one of his tackles because uh, uh, the, it was deemed that that was bad enough to be a red card. But the Lundstrom one was a stick on. I think we all said that last week. We all watched it online, and immediately everybody that's got a, a football brain looked at that and thought that's never a red card and you saw uh, Kieran Trippi on Sunday against Manchester City where uh, he was given the red card and then of course VAR stepped in and uh, changed it to a yellow so he's a key player Lundstrom uh, for Rangers and today he'll be absolutely key because it'll just be Goldson and Sands, Lundstrom sitting behind the ball the two wing backs and the two midfield players will go forward as well as well as the three strikers so it's almost like seven attackers that, that uh, Ross County will have to face today Just out of curiosity with your PFA Scotland hat on how, how do you feel about that because I know you were quite Critical in the past of the procedure, uh, you felt that you know the game was being re-refereed and didn't think that was particularly right. That has happened to those two Ross County players. They've been deemed to be you know exceptional tackles, if you like. Is that all right? Do you think is that is that the right level of you know the, the right way to go about it? 
Yeah, well, when the the problem was that uh, trying to get the rules changed, and, and we made a proposal about two years ago to the SFA that was accepted, but trying to get something where we all know there's, there's, a, there's a horror tackle that, that the game has looked really stupid, you know, and even us as the PFA would say, no, no, the player deserves to get punished retrospectively. It's, it was finding the formal words. I just think it's a very, very delicate who, whose uh, whose decision is is exceptional. You know, your exceptional might be different from my exceptional, different from the compliance officers. So, but I think I think in general it's worked. There's been far less retrospective. Red cards, which for me is the way to go forward. I, I don't think retrospective refereeing is a good idea, and, and we've kind of almost got the balance. I still think one or two last season, and even even Baldwin's tackle, I think it probably was a red card, but was it exceptional? It was a 50 50 tackle in the middle of the park, so I'm still looking at Baldwin's and thinking he shouldn't have been done. But Ross Gallant, I thought, was exceptional, so so that, that, would, that would cover that, that, uh, that aspect to it. But thankfully, we don't see it too much, Gordon. Looking forward to that one today Rangers Ross County Fraser Wishart's giving you all the team news You can tweet us your thoughts Until your heart's content Let's move on and go to Kilmarnock Motherwell That's a fascinating fixture for a number of reasons David Friel is there Yeah it is fascinating Gordon You know this is a tale of two managers with contrasting fortunes In recent weeks I think it's fair to say Derek McInnes, experienced manager, good manager But he hasn't been able to buy a win since Kilmarnock returned to the Premiership And the other dugout Stevie Hamill, new Motherwell boss, he's got three from four if you count his spell as caretakers, he's shown he's a natural. Come on, like a probably, I know it's only a few a few weeks into the season, Gordon, but I think they're definitely under a bit of pressure today. They're bottom of the league, they've just got one point from four games. They have had some tough fixtures, but a fourth defeat on the spin is the last thing Derek McInnes and his players need. As far as I was just saying, I'm sure they will be fueled by a sense of injustice after last week's 1-0 defeat at Ross County. Derek McInnes at the time felt Ross Callahan and Jack Baldwin deserved straight red cards, I think everybody agreed during the game, but uh, the referee didn't send them off, the SFA did agree, they hit them with retrospective bans, but I think the command manager and the players had every right to feel hard done by and they'll need to use that as motivation today probably. He's added Aston Villa left-back Ben Christine to his squad this week and he starts, Dan Armstrong is also in for Joe Wright and Rory McKenzie also drops out. So the killer team is Sam Walker in goals, Ryan Alibioso at right back, Ash Taylor, Lewis Mayo and Ben Christine at the back, Dan Armstrong, Alan Powell, Liam Polworth, Kerr McEnroy in midfield with Ollie Shaw and Kyle Lafferty up front. Subs for Kelly are Woods, Stokes, McKenzie, Murray, Lyons, Wright, Donnelly, Sertona and Cameron. That's what Motherwell, as I was saying, Stevie Hamill's message to his players will be pretty simple. Same again, they've had back-to-back wins against Aberdeen and Livingston. You can see the confidence is really returning to the third-part players. This is a clearly a different test on a plastic pitch, although to be fair, to come out, they have watered it heavily in the last ten minutes. And with Kevin Van Veen, three goals in his last four games, I think Motherwell will feel they have a chance of another three points. Motherwell have also added a left-back this week. Matt Penny has come in from Ipswich, and he's on the bench as Hamill sticks with the team that started against Levy. Motherwell going Liam Kelly in goals Paul McGinn Sondre Solholm Ricky Lamy and Stephen O'Donnell at the back midfield of Callum Slattery Sean Goss Dean Cornelius and Blair Spittle and Kevin Van Veen and Connor Shields up front subs for Motherwell are Oxburgh Mugabe Maguire Efford Johnston Morris Penny Tierney and a young boy called Lennon Miller well, he was only 16 on Thursday. He's the son of Lee Miller. He was born in 2006. That makes you feel old. He's got very, very high hopes um, for Motherwell and the Scotland youth teams. And I'm led to believe he will become Motherwell's youngest ever player if he enters the pitch today. So it could be a big day for young Lennon Miller. And the referee at Rugby Park is Ewan Anderson. The look on Hugh Keevan's face when he's just realised there's someone in the Premiership who might come on today that was born in 2006. I was going to do well, I mean, good luck to him. I hope Lennon does get on uh, and be, becomes the youngest ever Motherwell player. But a nice little distinction for him. But uh, more importantly, you have the Stevie Hamill bounce 
And that has worked well for Motherwell. And I, I never think you have to look very far as to why Kilmarnock are in trouble. It's probably because they're not very good. Oh, well, straight to the point now. Let's go to Paisley St Mirren Hibbs. Gavin Pearson's there. Yeah, welcome here. It's beautiful. No excuses when it comes to the conditions uh, for the game today because uh, the pitch looks magnificent. There's hardly any wind. The sun is out. It's glorious. We're going to enjoy this. Well, hopefully the football will match the conditions that we have this afternoon. And contrasting form in recent weeks, look at St Mirren going for their third win in a row. Uh, Hibs, three games without a win. It could have been a whole lot worse, I guess. We know about those late equalisers against Hearts and Rangers and Lee Johnson will tell you that that showed a lot of character to fight back and get those uh, points in those previous games but he is far from satisfied Lee Johnson he says he's still to see a complete performance from his team in both halves of a game and uh, Hibs fans obviously have heard the word gel quite a lot in recent weeks and they're being told that the training sessions are good they're positive but uh, Hibs really need to gel very soon because if they continue this poor form into September it's going to find it very difficult for them to hit that target of European football but uh, that win for, for St Mirren last week, impressive. 3-0 win at Dundee United on the back of their 1-0 victory over Ross County. And hardly a surprise that uh, St Mirren line up exactly the same as last week with a 3-5-2. It's Trevor Carson in goals. The back three of Charles Dunn, Declan Gallagher and Marcus Fraser. Uh, the five in the middle, Richard Tate, Ethan Erehung, Mark O'Hara, Keanu Bacchus and Ryan Strain. And up front, it's Johanna Junga and the scorer of two goals last week at Tanadice, Curtis Main. On the bench for the Paisley Saints, Arminsky, Shaughnessy, Gogic, Flynn, Kilty, Henderson, Offord, uh, Brophy and Grieve. Despite getting a goal at Tanadice, he starts again on the bench this afternoon. A uh, big change for Hibs, a couple of changes actually, a change in formation as well. They're going with a, an attacking formation, uh, showing some intent right from the word go here. Uh, the two changes for Hibs, uh, we have Christian Deutsch in for Ewan Henderson, and Marion Chabria comes in for Rocky Bashiri. Now, obviously got criticism for giving away the penalty at Easter Road against Rangers last week. Uh, he's not dropped, he's actually injured. And uh, we're hearing from Hibbs that he's going to be out for a couple of months uh, due to a tackle in training during the week. So Hibbs with the 4-3-3, David Marshall in goal. Back four of Chris Cadden, Marion Chabria, Ryan Porteous and Paul Hanlon. Uh, in the middle it's Joe Newell, Jake Doyle-Hayes and Joss Campbell. And the three up front, Christian Doige, El Yuan and Martin Boyle substitutes for Hibs this afternoon goalkeeper Ryan Schofield who's been drafted in on loan from Huddersfield this cover for Kevin Dabrowski who's going to be out for a few months Miller, Kenna, uh, Jair, Stevenson Bojang, Henderson, Melkerson and McGregor making up the rest of the bench for the visitors this afternoon and the referee here at the Smyzer Stadium is Graham Granger really looking forward to that one I must say what about Pitaudry, Aberdeen, Livingston, Dave Galloway Aberdeen are striving for consistency, of course, Gordon, following that huge squad overhaul. They've actually not won back-to-back Premiership games under Jim Goodwin yet. The last time they achieved that particular feat was more than eight months ago. So the hosts, despite last weekend's victory at St. Johnson, have a point to prove, but so too do the visitors. They showed a lack of punch up front in losing to Motherwell, registering just one shot on target, and there's a determination to put that right today. Levy, they seem to like coming to Pitaudry, having won on three of their last four visits, and they're going for a hat-trick of consecutive victories over the Dons for the first time ever. Both teams, I can tell you, are unchanged. It's not often you see both lineups in a match uh, unchanged. So their starting 11 for Aberdeen is uh, Roos in goals. Across the back, Richardson, Stewart, Scales and Coulson. Ramadani and McCrory sitting in front of the defence. Then a more attack-minded Basawan, Clarkson and Hayes with Majowski 
up top. The subs for the Dons, Lewis, McKenzie, Morris, Lopez, Watkins, Polvara, Duncan, Milne and Kennedy. No changes like I say for Livingston either. George is in goals. It's a back four of Devlin, Fitzwater, Obelai and Montano. It's uh, Omionga, Holt and Kelly sitting in front with Shinny and Pittman behind Nubly, the big battering ram up front for the Livy Lions. The subs for them, uh, Konovalov, Longridge, Hamilton, uh, Penrice, Goncalves, Brandon, Mullen, Basindu and Kankar. And the match referee here at gloriously sunny Pottori Stadium, it's Colin Stewart. That's you then. That is your picture. Team news completed ahead of the three o'clock games in the Premiership. What a fixture card. That is really looking forward to it. Now at this point on a Saturday, we usually get all the guys involved. We have a good old discussion and debate about the week's biggest stories. So I'll let you figure out what the biggest story involving Scottish clubs has been this week. Should be fairly easy and we'll answer it next. Action as it happens. From five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevan, Roger Hanna, Gordon DL in the studio The top team around the grounds And we're building up to four fantastic fixtures In the Premiership and more Beyond down the divisions But what a week it has been Hugh Keevans Every Saturday we try and talk about the week's biggest talking points Look no further than that Champions League draw Well on the way to the studio here Being the pedestrian on the panel uh, The number of people I passed uh, who said to me, "Oh, I'm booked up for Madrid," uh, you know, and on the same day that Celtic are releasing a statement asking that fans without tickets do not travel, that is simply going to be ignored. Celtic will get eighteen hundred tickets, and there will be thousands. I, I wouldn't care to put an exact number, but there will be thousands of Celtic supporters in Madrid, and of course, the the glamour of the Rangers group Ajax. Perhaps not the Ajax of old, now that Eric Ten Hag has gone to Man United. Liverpool, people are saying they've made a ropey start to their season with uh, two draws followed by a defeat at Manchester United. Uh, and Napoli, who are top of Serie A. Everywhere you look, there are stories, there's glamour. Uh, the fans of Celtic and Rangers are going to have an absolute ball. And it's not just the fans, Hugh. Gordon and I were on the show last night with Simon Donnelly, yeah. who played in Europe for Celtic, who scored in Europe for Celtic. And Simon Donnelly was saying, I can't wait to find out where the Bernabeu trip is. I'm desperate to go. I've never been before. Yeah. Everyone seems to want to go. I mean, let's be honest, it'll be difficult for Celtic in their group. Their best bet is to hope that they do well against Shakhtar Donetsk. If they are to make the Europa League uh, Rangers group is very very tough People can say that Ajax are not the Ajax of old But they're still a force to be reckoned mm. with Napoli are still top of Serie A uh, And uh, you know, for Rangers it, it will be a difficult road But do you I mean, not think it's a, gl- uh, it's a great draw for both Hugh Because I look at that and I said on Thursday night when it came out There's glamour there Obviously i.e. Real Madrid Liverpool but for Rangers as Elstick fans, they're winnable games here. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And I mean, David Field, we, we spoke last night and we were sort of speculating about th- does it matter the order that they're played in? You know, you're going to play them all anyway. But there is something, particularly for the Celtic fans, to be opening your Champions League campaign at home to Real Madrid. I mean, <laughs> th- that is glamour and then some, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think if you asked any Celtic player, Ange Postacoglu, all the fans what they wanted, it would have been that, Gordon. You know, I think it's a perfect draw. You know, I'm just 
just think back here, you know, Liverpool, Real Madrid played the Champions League final a couple of months ago and now they're both coming to Glasgow in the next few weeks. I think for Celtic, the draw in terms of fixtures is actually quite kind. You know, Real at home first, then a couple of away trips, um, Shakhtar and RB Leipzig, and then two home games. I think that will be crucial. I think the RB Leipzig home game and the Shakhtar home game will be really crucial for Celtic's chances. And then by the time they go to the Bernabeu, you don't know whether Real have gone through and whether, you know, will be the full-strength Real team. I'm sure Celtic want to play the full-strength Real team, but I, th- I think they do. I think I think the, the order of the fixtures does matter, and I think for Celtic it's ideal. Yeah, for anyone who is just catching up, I don't think there will be many because you've all been battering TripAdvisor and Skyscanner and whatever, whatever other companies are out there this morning. Um, but the 6th of September, 8pm kick-off here in Glasgow, Celtic against Real Madrid. Uh, then it's away to Shakhtar Donetsk, which is in Warsaw, I think, Roger Hanna. Yeah. That's a 5.45 kick-off. It takes, mm. it takes a bit of getting used to uh, on the 14th of September. So these games are coming thick and fast. Uh, then there's a bit of a break, <laughs> very small. Uh, the 5th of October is away to RB Leipzig. Again, 5.45 kick-off. The week after that, home to RB Leipzig. That's normal, isn't it? The double-header against the, the same team in the middle. Shakhtar Donetsk at home, 25th of October, and the 2nd of November, as David Field says, away in the Bernabeu, 5.45. Unfortunately, Roger, as Hugh alluded to, the ticket situation is making that not what it otherwise could have been. Yeah, listen, it's unfortunate, and they're always, for games of this magnitude, Gordon, there are always too few tickets for the supporters that want to go, but this will be upon us before we know what's happening Real Madrid Carlo Ancelotti Karim Benzema will be coming into Glasgow a week on Monday to start this jamboree six group games for Celtic six group games for Rangers six group games for Hearts all Mm. squeezed into the next nine weeks this is going to be intense it's going to be fabulous yeah and I mean for Rangers then to do the same and go through the Mayax away on the 7th of September so the night after Celtic play then it's Napoli at home the 13th their double header in the middle is Liverpool away the 4th of October home the 12th and then away to Napoli in the 26th and finishing off with a home tie uh, against Ajax on the 1st of November and just to delve that a little bit deeper Roger we talk about the glamour being Real Madrid and Liverpool. It's also good in a way that those games don't clash. Yeah. So Celtic will play Real Madrid first yeah. and last, and in the middle it's Rangers Liverpool. So for us, for neutrals, for the city, for whatever, the, the glamour is, is all spread out as well. Listen, if you were hand picking it, Gordon, you couldn't have done it any better. We were talking with Simon in the show last night, which was played in the Battle of Britain against Liverpool for Celtic. Those games, you just get the dial and you crank it up a little bit. When Real Madrid come to town, you get the dial and you crank it up a little bit. These are going to be special fixtures. Uh, these are the kind of games that people will talk about in 20 and 30 years' time. Here's, this is a huge autumn for Scottish football. Here's an immediate test of Ange Postacoglu's philosophy on football. The philosophy which says, do I want to survive or do I want to make an impact? And Postacoglu's answer is... Impact every time. Well, you can't ask fairer than the champions of Europe at your own place for your first game. So it's a great test of Ange Postacoglu and his approach to football. And while we're on the subject, a great test of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was passed with flying colours against PSV Eindhoven. I think he has shown himself to be a very astute manager. On his watch... Rangers have made a European final and now qualified for the Champions League and I said to you on Wednesday Gordon before the game started 
he does show an uncanny act of pinpointing something in the opposition and the next time he faces them he gets it to work and his, his tactical approach to PSV Eindhoven clearly worked very well yeah forget all of that the most alarming thing about midweek was you got a prediction right yeah. because the, there was even a lot of Rangers fans phoning the show on Wednesday and saying I think it's going to be tough have we left ourselves too much to do yeah. from the first leg a lot of outsiders saying something similar you were the most sure of everyone that Rangers were going to go through Rangers, yeah I did yeah no, he was uh, giving it big licks he said Rangers would go through brilliant well done uh, I, I mean I was hopeless at beat 30 the odd, 30 odd years in the programme well you know a, predi- a prediction <laughs> right every three decades will do me but I was hopeless at beat the pundit I so, will forget about that so I'd battle you on the phone saying um, bad night at the office <laughs> The Nokia, the Nokia is poised. Five o'clock tonight. If they've lost at Petardry, bad day at the office, Marv. You, you are exonerated, Hugh. I can reveal that there has been a meeting of the Super Scoreboard mm. Fast Track Disciplinary oh. Tribunal, and this is why Mark Wilson's not here today. He's, he's serving two a one-show suspension no, for the worst performance in a tie-break in Super Scoreboard history. Did you miss this oh, Thursday God. night? What is the total number of goals that's been scored in the Scottish Premiership this season? Now, how many games have we played? Four. He said 340 oh. goals. He <laughs> <laughs> was like 300 out or I don't know, something along those lines. Anyway, uh, we got a bit sidetracked. Hugh, how do you rate both teams' chances of getting out of that group, of those um, groups? Difficult. I have to be brutally honest. I, you know, I know that Ajax have lost players, they've lost their manager, and they are not the team they once were, but... They're still Ajax Amsterdam and uh, you know that'd be a tough one for Rangers. Liverpool, I'm not interested in their poor start to the season. It's where will they be next May that's important for Liverpool. Uh, and Liverpool home and away, Jurgen Klopp will not want to lose to a Scottish team. Uh, Napoli, top of Serie A. Um, I, I think it's difficult for Rangers. If they finish third in the group, then they're doing well. And likewise Celtic, uh, Real Madrid, Home and away, I, I, I'm not sure that Celtic can live with that. Uh, RB Leipzig, Rangers put them out last season in the Europa League. Uh, it's winnable, as Gordon said. Likewise, Shakhtar Donetsk, who are having to play not in Donetsk, but in Warsaw. Uh, so Celtic's best bet is to try and get something out of RB Leipzig, home and or away. And likewise, Shakhtar Donetsk, if they want to finish third and go to Europa League mm. he was just talking about finishing third we had a lot of fans on last night feeling a bit more optimistic than that I was going to say that got an enormous yeah. positivity from both sets of supporters last night now I think everyone would agree that Real Madrid and Liverpool will probably win the groups but I think the callers in the shows last night just as Hugh was saying they fancy their chances Celtic supporters against RB Leipzig who lost to Rangers and against a Shakhtar Donetsk squad that's been decimated for you know reasons that we all know the conflict over there they're going to have to play their games in Warsaw a lot of players have left so Celtic supporters rightly fancy their chances and so did Morris Jensen Kyogo Furuhashi if you read the newspapers in the last couple of days and Rangers fans were the same they accept as Hugh says Liverpool will get better Liverpool are very good they played in the Champions League final in May but in Ajax with all the changes and in Napoli they see Mm. teams that don't terrify them I agree I agree I, I think that the Rangers fans and Celtic fans should be looking better and third. I know, look, I'm not going to say it's easy. It'll be difficult. They'll need a bit of luck in the way. Of course they will. I think they've got the squads. I think they've got the ability. I think at home, 
None of these teams will fancy coming to Glasgow. No yeah. doubt about that. I'm always in favour of, of talking things up. You'd rather be on that side of it than, than be deliberately doom and gloom. But you know, do, are we in danger of abandoning all the things that we look at in our own domestic game? I mean, every week we look at the Celtic squad or the Rangers squad and say, look how many millions it costs to put that squad together. How can Motherwell or Livy or whatever cope? Now, I'm not saying the gulf is quite the same, but whether Napoli are... Or whether Ajax have lost players Or whether Napoli aren't as good as some people It's still squads that would way outweigh you know, Rangers and Celtic In terms of finance, isn't it? Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with that I don't think there's any arguments But when you've got one-off games at Ibrox and, and Celtic Park With atmosphere And you, look, you've seen what Rangers produced last yeah, year That would be the obvious counter, wouldn't it? I can yeah. he almost sense the Rangers fans yeah. saying Well... What was Dortmund squad worth? What was Lightbig squad worth? And so on. Totally. And, and that's where I think the confidence, and I think that the managers will be growing with experience. And I agree with you, Van Bronckhorst has learnt so much from the European campaign, obviously getting to the final. I thought the other night, tactically, it was mm-hmm. brilliant. I thought he got everything right. So did his players. He went for guys like Sands in centre half position. People were, you know, eyebrows were getting raised thinking that might be a week. He was brilliant. Postacoglu has brought in fast, exciting players that can hurt any defence. Quality of the midlay part. The question mark with Celtic is everybody, even Mark Wilson, who played there for a long time, saying about, you know, would he change his philosophy because it's against the top teams? I certainly won't. He'll believe in his side. I just, I've got a sneaky feeling, Gordon, that nowadays I think on mm. the, the on that one off at Celtic partner, I think Celtic and Rangers are capable. What's the tougher group, David Friel? I think Rangers is a tougher group, Gordon, purely because of Shakhtar Donetsk. I think, as Roger alluded to, you know, you can't imagine what the club has gone through, what the people of Ukraine have been through, but if you just want to look at it in a kind of cold football manner, Shakhtar Donetsk have lost 15 players. Um, if you look at the players they've lost as well, you know, it's mostly Brazilians, guys who have gone to big clubs, your Lazios and things like that. And it's probably quite hard to now get a kind of idea of just how good Shakhtar Donetsk are, but yesterday their manager spoke in confirmed he's interested in Marianne Schved who the Celtic fans will know very very well you know I think he only played two or three games but come over with high hopes he's now going to Mechelen so if that's the standard of player Shakhtar are now going for I think Celtic have got a, definitely got a fighting chance of finishing third at the very least and listen I think both have got a fighting chance of finishing second to be perfectly honest with you but maybe in the cold light of day they would take second uh, third sorry and it's not just fans, is it, David Friel? Have you been on the phone to the big boss, Mr Hanna, this morning, saying, please, please, the Bernabeu, let's g- g- give me the glamorous trip. How does that work? Yeah, it'll be crunch talks later on, Gordon. Don't worry about that. I can imagine. It's funny, because everyone, you know, all the Celtic fans would you know, be desperate for the Bernabeu. The Rangers fans, they had to pick one at Sanfield. Gordon Dale was requesting Ajax away for mm. reasons oh, unknown to never me. Been, I've never uh, been so, so we'll figure out. I don't think it's the stadium that was tickling your fancy. Anyway, we'll get to the bottom of that later on in the show. Uh, and we're going to go back around the grounds next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Roger Hannan, Gordon Diel are here. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well and looking forward to a brilliant Saturday in what should mostly be the sunshine across the country. So you've got Rangers Ross County. We've already given you the team news from that. Was there anything in particular that, that jumped out from you regarding the team in, in that one, Gordon? Uh, uh, Rangers, you mean? Um, no, I think Fraser uh, hit the nail on the head by the fact that I think the managers looked at this and thought, we're going to have a lot of possession today. 
um, plenty of attacking players on the pitch. They've got that block with Lundstrom there and the two centre-backs. Two full-backs will play very high up the pitch. They've got bags of quality in the middle of the park as well. And obviously Kent and Wright with their pace in the flanks. I mm. see them scoring a few goals this afternoon. Interesting point, Neil Fraser made. Jordan White scored four goals against Incredible, Rangers wasn't it? last season. They don't get five in total yeah, for the season and four of them were yeah. against Rangers he, he's stuck in the bed and it can be an awkward fixture this was the, the fixture last year Gordon if you remember that Joseph Hungbo scored that terrific yeah. goal and then scored an identicate with 30 seconds later oh incredible and then we've discovered it was just the replay yeah that, yeah yeah okay right I'm, I'm glad you brought that up Roger I'm glad you're in the studio just for one week but <laughs> I, I just think with uh, everything that's went on this week you know Wednesday night then the draw yesterday Ibrox today I just think the Rangers players will go out there, sunshine, yeah. and really mm. play some attractive you've got, football. You've got to maximise the feel-good mm. factor, yeah. and they have the feel-good factor in abundance. And I think that Ross County, given the problems they have with suspension and that they haven't started the season terribly well, uh, I think they'll be brushed aside yeah, yeah. by that's, Rangers. That, that's one thing we haven't looked at. Baldwin and Callaghan are two hugely important players yeah. for Ross County, yeah. both missing. And I'm not suggesting that this is the same type of challenge like at home to Ross County should on paper be easier um, but Rangers actually dropped points in the league last week all of a sudden that yeah. seems like quite a long time ago because a lot's happened since then and as you say there's a, re- a real feel-good factor there wasn't a feel-good factor no you know this time last week uh, or in a couple of hours time a feeling of grievance uh, I think was the the major mm-hmm. yeah I meant you know Rangers, on a but, sort of result outcome business but you know as I say the Celtic and Rangers meet next Saturday in Glasgow the thing that both have to do this weekend is win and Rangers go into it no worse off than two points behind Celtic and Celtic go into it no better off than two points in front of Rangers so honestly I I can't give out an earthly for Ross County today Let's hear the pre-match thoughts of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Well it's it's the next game and uh, it's going to be an important game for us. Uh, so, of course, you will look at the, the physical uh, state of your players, especially the ones who who started on uh, on uh, on Wednesday. But uh, you know, for for me, the the players who played on on Wednesday all want to play again, apart from from Glenn. But uh, we will play with a with a with a strong eleven, and we have a we have a big squad. So. I have more players to choose, so eventually um, we'll start with a, definitely a strong team. So that's Rangers Ross County, Kilmarnock Motherwell at Rugby Park. David Field, there will be a big Motherwell crowd travelling down to that game. They tend to do that going to Rugby Park. Can you make a case to say that you know Kilmarnock need the points more than Motherwell do? Yeah, 100%. Gordon, you know, as I said, I hate seeing teams and managers are under pressure. I don't mean under pressure from for his job or anything but I think Dent McInnes knows that he needs to get a win you know it's Kilmarnock won the league the championship last year and got up and obviously wanted to make an impact but it's not been a great start as I said he has had some tough fixtures you know he's played both the old firm he started off in the United got a draw against them and then obviously the circumstances of last week's Ross County defeat were hard for him but yeah definitely there's more pressure on Kilmarnock I think Motherwell are just playing a bit of freedom just now there is a huge crowd down here they're up the top tier so the top end of the, the stand away to my left and it'll make a lot of noise and just to, to touch on Lennon Miller earlier on as well Lee Miller is here to watch his son um, and I'm led to believe he'd actually become the Scottish Premiership's youngest other player that comes on the pitch today so a bit of history potentially Yeah, a couple of days shy of uh, or before Dylan Reid was it of St Mirren I think David, was that, is that the record holder? 
Yeah, I, 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 I spoke to someone who should know this, Mr Alan Burrows, and he, he informs me that yeah, Lennon Miller would become the youngest yeah. ever player in the Scottish Premiership. Well, they need to come on first, so we'll find out. Let's hear from the managers then, Derek McInnes first. We felt we were on the wrong end of a few things, and you know it's been a slow build-up this week. I feel that probably a wee bit of hangover still um, from in Monday's training, but the boys have been back to it, and a wee bit of life about us. I think in general it's still really early. I think out with the old firm games, which you can treat in isolation at times, but you know we feel the two games we've played, Ross County away and Dundee United, we could be easily sit with six points, and we've got to hang on to that. We've got to have the confidence to go and set about the game on Saturday. Motherwell in form, they've been going well of late, but it's a, it's a game that we want to feel that we can go and um, take part in it, compete well, and hopefully we're on the, the right end of the result this time. Stephen Hamill, I'm sure, will hope to be in the right end of result from a Claret Number perspective. Like every week, it's going to be it's going to be difficult without sounding like a, a broken record here. Um, they've had a tough start in terms of on paper. They've played a lot of the teams that finished high up in the league last year. Um, they'll be looking at this probably as a game they want a positive result from. Same as us, uh, we can't control what they're doing, but we can control what we are doing. And this week, we've prepared really well as best we possibly can, and we'll be we'll be prepared for it. Uh, St Mirren up against Hibs in Paisley. Uh, Gavin Pearson scoring last minute winners or last minute equalisers particularly against your city rivals or against one of Glasgow's big two always great moments always go down well but I wonder if in the cold light of day Hibs need to start starting games better and, and taking them into their, their control a bit more well the thing that's really important for Hibs they're scoring because if you think back to last season when, when Martin Boyle departed there was a drought they really struggled to, to find goals uh, at, at that point after that Jake Doyle Hayes was uh, the top scorer with two goals and that, that came in one game against Ross County remember that but uh, they have scored in 11 of their last 12 games so they started to find the net towards the end of last season after the split and well it's a nice partnership brewing between Martin Boyle and young French striker Ellie Yuan I mean you saw it in those two games just mentioned there Hearts and Rangers the two of them combining to get those goals and Yuan looked strong as well he, the game against Hearts he really did show the, the strength and pace uh, to get to the byline and get that cross uh, over to Martin Boyle to, to nick that late equaliser against the Jambos so that's a bit of optimism for Hibs and I'm guessing that Martin Boyle will be probably on the flank more uh, to the right this afternoon with the three up front that Hibs have with Christian Deutsch coming in so uh, this is a fixture that well, I'm kind of used to this being a 1-0 fixture so that's happened quite a lot in recent times but uh, Hibs showing their intention to score goals this afternoon but that's going to be difficult against St Mirren. They've been impressive and interesting. Their last two wins, they've kept a clean sheet at the same time. So they're going for a third win. And if they manage like a third consecutive win in the Premiership, and if they manage to do that without conceding a goal, that will be the first time they've done it since December 2008. Um, they haven't been very lucky in this fixture, St Mirren, in recent times. They've only won one of their last 13 Premiership wins against it, uh, games against Hibs. But having said that, it's a completely different Hibs side to the point where this week... St Mirren have spent a lot of time watching footage of Hibs so far this season so many changes at Easter Road they're having to do their research by watching videos but we'll see how this goes this afternoon I'm hoping for goals and we should see it plenty of energy from St Mirren and uh, plenty of pace from Hibs should be interesting yeah looking forward to it uh, certainly should be a cracker what about Pitsaudry then for Aberdeen uh, against Livingston Dave Galloway is there a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde already about Aberdeen you know you think of the, the Motherwell game would be a bit of a worrying performance for the Aberdeen fans, but they have shown at other times that they they've got, you know, the the, the sort of ingredients to maybe have a, a better season than the last one. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. I mean, Aberdeen they've they've played some very nice attacking football in patches of games. They've played some really nice 
pleasing on the eye stuff at times but you know they have struggled as we've seen to get the better of teams who are well organised defensively Motherwell set their stall up very well indeed uh, they played brilliantly to their strengths and they deserved a, a, a victory and you can only assume that um, that was two weeks ago of course you can only assume that Livingston will set up in a, a, a similar uh, manner a similar approach um, by Livy you know Jim Goodwin is after a much better cutting edge from, from his guys so it'll be interesting to see if extra work shooting practice crossing practice whatever it is that they need to do better um, if that's been done in training and if that you know pays off today um, both sides really they've had inconsistent starts haven't they two wins and two defeats so far both managers demanding better from the players and you can only hope glorious day brilliant pitch beautiful weather hopefully that all has a positive impact on the match no pre-match wimpy today though Dave when you're at home at Pataudry is that saved for the big away days yes uh, that is saved for for Dingwall but I did have a a mince and mealy pie before the game which was very nice (laughs) I'm sure it was Dave Galloway keeping us up to date on the food scene uh, around the Scottish Premiership grounds let's hear from Jim Goodwin ahead of that one Livingston are a very good side very well organised very hard working and a better footballing team, I think, than people give them credit for. So um, we're going to have to be at it. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, we have to be prepared for Livingston to come up and try and adopt a, a similar type of um, game plan to what Motherwell did. And, you know, as a group, we have to handle that. You know, the onus is on us as the, the home team to to take the game to the opposition and to try and break them down. And we didn't do that well enough against Motherwell in the last game. And hopefully we can do better this weekend against Livingston. You still got that vindictive side of you that hopes Aberdeen get results so that you can text her friend Marvin Bartley and without doubt. Yeah, I thought you might. I was, a man who holds a grudge. I was brought up by the rule that if somebody hits you, hit them back. And see, you're the man who coined the phrase that Scottish football runs on spite, malice, malice. and mistrust. Yeah, but yeah. you are very much a part of that. I'm all three <laughs> rolled into one joyous package. <laughs> And Bartley will be getting it at five o'clock. And Bartley can think himself fortunate that he remains in the dugout for the game today what, after what, his performance in the show on Monday night. On Monday, and the yeah. rant about poor linesman John McCrossan. You would yeah. not have been happy about that as the defender of the match mm-hmm. officials. You should have heard them. Well, it should be banned. It's it's simple. It shouldn't be on the dugout. Ban him. Well, he's still there for now, and we've got four big games in the Premiership. Crackers in the Championship, League One and League Two. Two big games to look forward to tomorrow. Champions League to talk about. First half teaser, usual nonsense from these three. It is all there in the kickoffs are next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a day we've got in store Looking forward to great fixtures Up and down the country And all that's left Is for you three Hopeless tipsters To tell us how they're going to end up What does the Make-believe charity Acker look like today Hugh Evans? Rangers to win convincingly Against Ross County Motherwell To continue with the Stevie Hamill oh, bounce And Thanks win at Kilmarnock <clears throat> St Mirren Hibbs A draw And Aberdeen To beat Livy Roger I'm not sure whether Hugh's been looking over my shoulder or I've been looking over Hugh's shoulder. But snap. Rangers win, Aberdeen win, Motherwell win away and a draw in Paisley. Gordon Biel. I'll change up a little bit. Rangers win, Kelly Motherwell draw, Hibs away and Aberdeen Livingston draw. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Canvas Lang Showroom now open to the public. There we go, whatever they said. You can rest assured that it won't happen We've already got goals going in in Scotland Not in the top flight though Alloa 1, Peterhead 0 It's the headline writer's dream Roger Hanna It's Connor Salmon in the first minute Indeed, great start for Alloa the, the only headlines this weekend though Are my man Dippo Akinyemi oh, The new hero of Ayrshire Two goals and an assist last night Air United four points clear at the top of the championship There's not been a feel good factor like this Since Gordon Dale was going around MacArthur's in the Club de Mar I think the less said or asked <laughs> about that, the better. Um, are they this season's our broth? Are we getting carried away early? Well, Lee Bullen is doing one heck of a job there. Uh, I mean, Air United haven't been that kind of force in Scottish football since Ali McLeod. Uh, so the, they've got the rickety I'll old ground there. Hold it, stop a minute. I finished second in the championship. Uh-huh. I got to a cup final and three semi finals, and you're saying they've not been a force? I'm talking about. Playing in the Major League They're not playing in the Major League They're playing I, the Championship I'm talking, talking about? about Going into the Major League were you, I finished second Were you what bigger than Ali McLeod? Hold on a minute Well not in height What party I finished second In the Championship Did you know Grasp there No I'm not talking about the Championship I'm That's where about, they are just now I'm talking about the possibility Of Lee Bullen Good to see that he didn't take the bait I know, I know Absolute nonsense They'd give you no credit whatsoever I tell you what Roger was far a better writer Than you have ever been Let me tell you And so even was that David Freel And I've never read one article Listen He was like that as a player And the manager He was crab at this man Oh he's crab at all right And you can You can see Evidence of that If you head to my Twitter feed Now apologies for the language used But if you head to my Twitter feed At Gordon Duncan 7 I even stuck it on Instagram as well There's been there's been a bit of disruption in the, the Clyde One Super Scoreboard family oh. this week, Hugh Keevens. So, if you ever want to see abandonment issues played out in video form, go and check out that video. Basically, I, I moved house. Mm. I have moved away from Gordon DL, out of the Motherwell area, much <laughs> yeah. against my wishes, by the way. Um, and he's been abandoned in, in the Clyde One Super Scoreboard car school him and uh-huh. I used to travel together three days a week that is a thing of the past I now happen to live a lot closer to Roger Hanna mm. so today we're, we're environmentally conscious men we thought we've got to save the planet why have two cars coming when one would do so Roger Hanna kindly picked me up and we and I knew this was the timing just as we pulled into the car park Mr DL is sitting in his car and oof, he gave Roger Hanna a mouthful. Uh, it, it reminded me of uh, something you might see on Love Island, you know, where he has, <laughs> Hugh, he has been scorned. Spurned. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh, on it, th- this is how it played out, right? Stop my car. I see him coming round in his car, right? And I'm only calling him him. And I see a wee guy in the front, and I'm thinking, he's brought his boy into the studio the day. And then I went, I knew it. I absolutely knew it. They did cheek to drop beside me, but the problem was my car was switched off and I couldn't get the well, windows down. Can I just say, <laughs> can I just say I'm glad you've addressed that because well, a lot of people have been commenting <laughs> on that in the video. I, I, I didn't even person. notice, but everyone who's replying says, I love how Gordon can't get his window down. <laughs> so he just he just keeps he just opens the door I, in the end. Because I could I, I obviously turned off the engine and I thought to myself, I knew one strand would go around now. Can you imagine that car, right? Honestly, we've shared a lot of good moments. I've got a good conversation, talking about the weekend, 
you know, Hannah gets in. What are you talking about? Well, did you watch Question Time last night? <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> bore all the way from here to wherever these it's boys on a Friday. Um, T-Mac says, I loved how he didn't know where the window controls were. Alan Thompson, <laughs> good to see Daz doesn't know how to work the electric windows. Spent 20 minutes uh, looking. Uh, and uh, along similar themes, really. Everyone who's... That's amazing how people know silly yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, they do. James says Should DL be allowed out Unsupervised Stu says uh, I've watched this 20 times already uh, Yeah it's, I, I've got it's to say there. I was Totally disappointed In you G But I knew it was going to happen I knew oh, That's it The minute Mark Wilson's away I'll pick you up Gordon Don't worry about it You know what I mean I'll try and get the hot seat I've seen it all before The way he plays it uh, Incredible <laughs> He was absolutely am distraught good, Am I good to beat the pundit? <laughs> I bet that Do you really think I'm better, Mandy? <laughs> Guaranteed. You're not taking this well. No, I'm no, not. He's not. I told you, abandonment issues. A 60 year old man. Abandonment issues. And I can make your day even worse. Oh, no. Right? So, well, I've just moved. My life's in chaos. Roger Hanna turns up, and like I'm a bit of a modern man. DIY and me uh, I have a complex relationship. I'll try my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was. We were trying. I was trying to put a light up and had some other things going on. The full family was in, so Roger experienced this. And I had a text from my mum to say, Roger Hannah's a lot slimmer than he looks in his photos. <laughs> <laughs> you must have lost some weight, <laughs> tell you. Rangers fans might be interested to know that Liverpool are two up after eight minutes at Anfield. Six minutes, you're doing them with a service. Oh. Well, they'll be it now, to be really fair, friend. but it was six when they... Uh, they're two up against Bournemouth Harvey Elliott and oh, uh, Luis Diaz scored oh I've got forget that oh got a goal goal flashes with Clyde built home improvements and it's a goal in Paisley for the home side St Mirren 1 Hibs nil. Stephen Robinson's men absolutely delighted with that start I'm sure uh, they of course what we said earlier Hibs tend to finish strongly and get these late uh, goals, but Keanu Bacchus has put St Mirren in front after six minutes. He's been a real find for St Mirren, Roger. The fans have taken to him quickly. Yeah, very much. Stephen Robinson spoke about him there yesterday as well. You know, he, he got him the business done very early in the summer. It took a while actually for the paperwork to come through and for Keanu to arrive in the country, but he is already the darling of the St Mirren support. He is very energetic in the middle of the park there, and I think Stephen Robinson fancies his chances of, of staging a late push for that Australian World Cup squad if he keeps playing the way he's playing just now. It's certainly changed a little bit for St Mirren. You know, they had a terrible start with the, the League Cup, obviously. Um, they didn't even make out the group stages. Uh, he came under a little bit of pressure. Uh, all of a sudden, just shows you a win brings confidence, and then they've got off to a great start. Still a lot of football to play, played, obviously, at Paisley, but... What a fantastic start You're always, right He's made a big impact to that. Always helps when you Wipe the floor With Dundee United The weekend yep. Prior to that game So uh, good start mm. The Hibs fans Will eventually tire Of Lee Johnson's team Always going a goal yeah. behind And always having to Dig out a result yeah, Rangers started well Ryan Kent had a shot Over the bar uh, But nothing too serious yet Still Rangers nil Ross County nil Alright before we get back To Gordon Dale's Abandonment issues Hugh I think oh. we better Get this up and running Okay the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online since 2000 nine players have made a league appearance for Celtic who also have at least one cap for a country in North South or Central America 
Name them Since 2000 Nine players have made a league appearance for Celtic Who also have at least one cap for a country in North America South America Or Central America Who are they? Yeah great question At Clyde SSB That's how you take part You go over there You send us one tweet With all the correct answers on it But you need to do it quicker than everyone else So get thinking Send us a tweet at Clyde SSB I'll get Hugh to recap the question a few times throughout the afternoon uh, But you can also see it written down there uh, as well That's a good question Hannah's got eight <laughs> I've just I've, l- I've looked through over the corner there. Hannah's got. You've eight. really got in for him this afternoon. I don't. don't, don't I, I, listen, I prefer Chris to him now. Producer Chris, he's <laughs> not even with us either. I know. I don't even like him. Um, yeah, he's 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 in a bit of a bad is it, place. Is, it, is it the company you miss, or or is it just the fact that these two have look, teamed up? Look, we were a team. We golfed together. We worked mm. together. We travelled together. Mm. He abandoned me, and then this guy gets out with biscuits and all that. It just in my head. He's, he's in fits and lags. Honestly, out. he'll be he'll be cutting his grass next. No, oh Gordon, I'll come round and do that. But listen, he's come away from the rural communities to live in the stockbroker belt. This is progress. Yeah, he's he's abandoned me. If, I feel abandoned. If it, if it makes you feel any better, I did spot in his living room a full length photo of you. <laughs> Need some living room. <laughs> did you did you not spot? I, I, I thought you were an absolute cert in the hall on the hall table, no less. Just to make just to remind me of home, there is a picture of Fir Park on the hall I table. Did, you know something. And remarkably, I don't know what sort of psychological games are being played. I'm told it is allowed to stay there oh. for now. Um, I thought it was that's a cert to get moved gym. to, the, to the, the spare bed bedroom. That's the bed, gym. I know. I, I fear that myself. I was, yeah. I was too busy talking to your charming mother. Lovely um, woman. Oh yeah, you would say that. Uh, anyway, right. Rangers have started positively. Scott Wright had a, a good run down the right hand side, um, but eventually the cross came to nothing. You would expect him to have a lot of the ball at home to Ross County, but still that only goal in the Premiership is the one in Paisley St Mirren one Hibs nil. Uh, Mullerwell have started fairly brightly I think Kevin Van Veen early on Had a shot that was saved um, It was a nice touch and volley But ended up going straight at the goalkeeper um, And then it was over to Dean Cornelius He went wide from 12 yards Good touch but the shot uh, not quite as good So Positive starts But only the one goal to show for it so far You've got your teaser up and running as well And to those of you who are listening to the show Whilst googling flights to Madrid huh. and Amsterdam And Naples and so on uh, Good to have you as well I feel like that will be uh, the way of things uh, There was actually a big chance for Rangers a few moments ago I forgot to tell you about It was a flick on by Cholak to Goldson Who was a matter of yards out And, and Ross Laidlaw had to sort of come and smother at his feet to keep the scoreline uh, blank If anything it was probably a heavy touch from Conor Goldson that did it for him Is there any word of John McLaughlin having touched the ball yet? Uh, no, not not particularly No, I don't think so It's going to be a long afternoon isn't yeah. it, for oh. county there. Will there be a Liverpool scout at Ibrox? Of course yeah, will, be. will there be a, more importantly just for the, the uh, eye-opening experience Will there be a Real Madrid scout at Tannadice tomorrow Because Rangers don't play Liverpool first so That was maybe a bad example Will there be a Real Madrid scout At Tannadice tomorrow I We need have, to find this I out I would have thought so will, mm. he have, will he or she have ever been to Tannadice before? I'm not so certain about that But Carlo Ancelotti does his business very astutely You don't get to that level of management Without um, taking every regard of the opposition I remember speaking to Carlo Ancelotti when Celtic played over in Milan a few years ago and he revealed to us he's got family in Pennycook who have a family <laughs> business there. And he knew all about Scotland, he knew all about the old firm, 
he knew all about the national team. He is a class act. He's also won the Champions League four times as a manager, so he knows. Nah, that's not about bad, it. is it? Um, couple of goals. Bonnie Rig Rose one, Stirling Albion nil, uh, Alloa two, Peterhead nil, and James Sands, who's come in a lot of credit, deservedly so, for his recent performances. Actually gets himself in a bit of bother. He's out muscled by Huwila, who gets the other side of him. And as he's going forward, Sands bundles into the back of him and has gone into the book already. So, well, it's a sore. I thought he was uh, for me the best player in the park the other night. There, I know he had one one pass that put them in a little bit of trouble. But apart from that, I thought he covered Goldston. I thought Goldston had a ropey start. I thought Sands he's he's passing. He's defending. Um, he was getting into positions to cover danger before, you know, they had moved the ball into those positions. I just thought he was outstanding. I really did. I thought he was probably his best game in a Rangers strip. Uh, difficult start for him. And your answer, Hugh, I believe a few moments ago, John McLaughlin did touch the ball after that foul. The free kick was worked out wide. County looked to try and get it into the box and John McLaughlin pounced to catch it. Well, I give uh, Malky Mackay and Ross County due credit because they'll be up against it for the vast majority of the game, but uh, they have at least gone up the other end of the park and uh, and tried to get uh, a goal advantage. So it's, you know. Yeah, Tom Lawrence shot deflected off Cancola, goes inches wide. Joan Newell's been booked in Paisley. For a challenge on Mark O'Hara and FC Edinburgh through Uzi C have taken the lead against Clyde 1 0 up. Well, uh, just what you'd expect of the, the game so far Rangers, Ross County, one sided. Uh, Commandant Motherwell, even uh, St Mirren take the lead over Hibs, but everybody takes the lead over Hibs, and then we wait until the 94th minute and Hibs get an equaliser. There's um, a name from the summer, remember him, or from last year, sorry, remember him, Riley McGree? Oh yeah. We nearly knew him. No, Gordon DL, it's not mm. a quiz question. No, I don't know him. We're almost signed for Celtic. It almost came oh, in yeah, January. Yeah, 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 looked, yes, looked yes, set in stone. When, yes. when the deal fell through, they moved on to Matt O'Reilly. That so worked out okay. Yes, Riley McGree well. scored for Middlesbrough, if anyone cares. The reports Mr. Papers, and Mrs. McGree will. Roger, that he's attracting tension from down south. Well, I think, you know, Gordon's touching about scouts coming up to watch Rangers and Celtic. People will be aware of how well Matt O'Reilly is doing. Not just at Celtic, but he's beginning to make a name for himself with. Denmark's under-21 team to the extent that he will have hopes of getting into the Danish squad for the World Cup in Qatar this winter um, Strunrar won his 5-0 Paul Woods Rangers had a I think half-hearted penalty appeal waved away I think it was the man who usually takes them in James Tavernier who went down in the box uh, what, what uh, we really need to avoid really 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 oh, need to avoid hold on sorry Hugh just to stop you in your prime Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. That large travelling crowd at Rugby Park is happy because it's Kilmarnock nil, Motherwell 1 and it's Kevin Van Veen. He started the season in good goal-scoring form and he's continued it in Ayrshire this afternoon. A couple of good chances for Motherwell early on. Kilmarnock, the closest they had come was a Kyle Lafferty free kick over the bar, but this was a great goal. A pass by Spittle, beat Mayo to it and clipped it into the back of the net. Great goal, great start, Motherwell. Kevin Van Veen. Momentum well, for Motherwell. Yeah. Um, you know, they've had some really good results. Bit lucky last weekend uh, with the penalty kick, of course, but. No, they did, they, there was another one that got waved away. Don't uh, worry, don't oh, let Marvin Bartley trick you. No, no, no. But, they, uh, these things even themselves yeah, out. Apparently. Exactly. Look, at the end of the day, it's all 
all about getting those three points. Uh, momentum going there. I I said earlier in my predictions, and I know we're in there the fifth game. I know we'll still get plenty of games. I thought this was going to be a difficult year for Kilmarnock. There were some pun, uh, pundits in here, obviously way behind thinking. You did, you did actually. Yeah, I've got them second bottom, uh, uh, Gordon. I they just, might come back and win five one this oh, afternoon. Yeah, listen, they might climb the table, but I just think I watched them against Partick in pre-season. Um, I know they added a few players, and and you know he's. Derek McInnes comes in for the, the the tag of a very experienced and good manager and, he can, and I know he's had difficult games but they've scored one goal and that's 10 I think they've lost already um, I just think that uh, it's going to be a, a long season for Kilmarnock I really do um, I think surviving I think Mark or somebody had them in the top six there's absolutely no chance that's going to happen Roger and I both took Motherwell to win away from home so you can always trust an old hack but in case anyone is wondering I'm glad you said hack yeah. there I was wondering what the next word was going to be in case anyone's wondering what I really 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 want us to avoid today it's any more referee controversy because uh, Rangers having had that half-hearted appeal for a penalty we can do without it Willie Collum incidentally is at Queen's Park today so keep an eye on that one interesting Gordon saying Blair Spittle teeing up Kevin Van Veen I read a piece through the week Hugh Blair Spittle saying the rest of the Motherwell team need to take the scoring burden off Kevin Van Veen if he keeps scoring at the rate he is at the minute nobody needs to worry about the scoring burden that's four and five in the yeah. league so far this season well it's, it's not five yet if you know what I mean the fifth game isn't done but mm-hmm. um, this is the fifth appearance and uh, a fourth goal already yeah two from the spot two from open play um, really apparently a special pass this from Blair Spittle you're going to want to catch that on the highlights when you can uh, Ross County have now had a player going into the book it was a tug on Tillman as he looked to break forward Latoury goes into the referee's book who did I see was it Don Robertson the referee at Ibrooks? is that right I think it is um, so there we are uh, six seventeen or so gone there uh, Ross County feel a bit aggrieved actually um, they feel like there was a ball over the top that their striker was about to get on to <laughs> pulled back but they felt he was pulled back by James Sands in the type of incident that had Ross County got their way might have seen James Sands given a straight red never mind a a second booking but waved away Malky Mackay very very angry at that it was Hawula again same duel racing with Sands Malky thinks that at the very least that should have been a booking well in that case Sands goes off yeah so Mm. in spite of uh, me saying we could really be doing without a referee controversy it appears we have one well, look, if it, when Ross County are aggrieved, it doesn't have the same impact. That's just the, the nature of the world that we live in, Hugh, because it doesn't get the same column inches of no. airtime. But saying that, rival fans, rival fans of Rangers, will, will point that one out possibly when they see it back. And, and Malky McKay's a, a, a respected football manager. He will have his say. Uh, and if he feels that the referee has missed an obvious opportunity to show... James Sands a second yellow card then it, it will not slip yeah. his mind in press conference it wasn't given so I'm not saying this is what James Sands deserves but to try and describe the incident Hugh had that gone it sounds like had it gone Ross County's way it, it possibly would have been a straight red anyway because it's the you know he's outside the box yeah. and Malky McKay felt there was a pull um, on Hawula so actually the, the first booking might even have been immaterial but there we are we, we had, go uh, on Robin Nielsen last weekend in my opinion wrongly stating that you need a strong referee when you go to Celtic Park or Ibrox but I have no idea what he's going on about because four 
bookings were handed out to two Hearts players, each booking perfectly justifiable. Uh, but Malky Mackay might have a different take on it with regard to his team at Ibrooks and Don Robertson as a referee. You can always spin these things a number of ways because to stick up for wee teams, as I will always try and do, Roger Hanna, ever been as a fan of an, a wee team to the away section at Celtic Park or Ibrox I mean you feel your team gets a decision and there is next to no noise made in the stadium in comparison to when 50 or 60,000 go up in arms when they feel yeah, aggrieved I'll, so, I'll, listen, I'll, be, I'll be fascinated to hear Malky Mackay's taking it I'll be fascinated to hear Fraser Wishart's taking it um, you know it's, it's a, another refereeing flashpoint as you says but the big picture almost 20 minutes in and we haven't heard any goal flashes from Fraser no Rangers started well the tempo's dropped a little bit and a few flashes um, of encouragement from Ross County Barisic has had a shot wide from 20 yards uh, we're hearing Livia the better team at Pataudry but still goalless oh, there oh no don't tell me um, the, <laughs> yeah, the Scottish connection uh, loose at Sheffield Wednesday seems to work because Josh Windass who we know well and Barry Bannon of them 2-0 up and result of the day from oh, down south on. if you're interested Man City nil, Crystal Palace 2 Never a terrific, hand day. terrific record that the Etihad Crystal Palace uh, Pep Guardiola was discussing yesterday he was asked if there was some variety of curse on City when Crystal Palace come to town he laughed it off he's probably not smiling now ah, still plenty of time yeah, for City he, he was, back he was too he was too behind to Newcastle last Sunday and it finished 3-3 and what a season that man's having or is that the same man that wound mm. up Darwin Nunez to the point that he got sent off yeah and now he's gone and scored at the Etihad to put Palace 2-0 up at Man City what a result that would be Tillman's now testing Laidlaw 12 yards out saved by Ross Laidlaw so Rangers Coming a bit closer Still goalless Only 20 odd minutes gone So plenty of time A recap of the teaser Would be nice Hugh Okay Since 2000 Nine players Have made a league appearance For Celtic Who also have At least one cap For a country In North America South America Or Central America Name them Right let's see if we can do Some wrong answers I'll try and find out If there are any Particularly Common ones Because that's always good To try and help people That's what we're here for To encourage and help and get you along uh, the right path if you're not on it yet. Um, let me see. DJ's list looks pretty good. Declan Gallagher, presumably not that one. His list looks pretty good as well. I'm not spotting too many terrible answers on here, you know. I'm actually quite impressed. Uh, James... By the way, I'm telling you, what, what a standard. I'm not saying they're all right. But Kieran's gone for Fortuny. No He's not from that part of the world is he uh, Colin McLean has gone for Well a man we've not seen certainly uh, Bernabe No uh, He's also gone for Cameron Harper No young uh, striker but no he's mm, not there Not on the list there at all Alright keep your guesses And FM Daft he's gone uh, Gutman no Didn't make any appearances did he There we go So at Clyde SSB Keep your answers coming in And I'll give you some more clues As we go on I like this tweet from David Are we allowed to promote this sort of thing? I don't see why not I'm not doing anything wrong He says Why pay 20 quid to see the Jags When you can stand at the canal And he's just <laughs> standing up in the corner He's just got a lovely view Into the pitch at Firhill Enjoying the football um, For free got it? I assume Because he's just standing outside Well the uh, reason why uh, it can't be 
promoted as an idea, you put Bartek Dizzle out of business. Albion Rovers won and an athletic nil. Adam Fernie with the goal there. Rangers certainly coming closer here. So that little mini spell that, that Ross County had um, starting to fade into the distance. It'll be really interesting to hear Malky Mackay's take uh, on that incident because um, you use this as the barometer because we're so entrenched in our own teams. I mean, even seeing some Rangers fans on Twitter saying, oh, it was. Mm, maybe, oh, really? maybe mm. we got away with one. Well, we've got one of these at Ibrooks. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. And it is the home side, and it's the man who's only playing today because his suspension got overturned. It's John Lundstrom, a 25 yard shot deflected off Purrington and into the back of the net. An assist by the Scottish FA's appeals panel, and John Lundstrom has Rangers in front. We go from European excitement and anticipation to domestic. Annoyance and conspiracy again, I would imagine. John Lundstrom free to play, as you say, because of the fast track tribunal appeal. Ross County without two of their key players because of the fast track tribunal system, and now feeling aggrieved that James Sands is on the park and that John Lundstrom has scored a goal. Just quickly, Hugh, there are 10 now on your teaser. Yes. We've been quite good this season. This might be the first time. We used to do it ten. for fun. It's gone up from 9 to 10. So, 10 players. Since 2000 With a league appearance for Celtic Who have at least one cap for a country In North, South or Central America So it is now 10 It's not 9 who, who, Who's responsible for this? Is this half marathon man? No, is it? Uh, yeah, but he's gone I don't know where he is Producer mm. Callum Since that night that no, no, Since that night in Amsterdam I think we've seen him twice uh, yeah, Max Yeah, ridiculous I don't even know what it looks like now Anyway, <laughs> it's a bit of a sore one that For Ross Laidlaw Roger, it seems like the, the deflection really wrong-footed him. It's hard when you know ball comes through some bodies and the goalkeeper can't really do very much. I don't think Rangers will care. It's John Lundstrom. He's found the back of the net. Yeah, and it's going to be a long afternoon now, you would think, for Ross County. They seem to be, well, judging by the silence from Fraser Wisher for a long time, they seem to be defending well, coping well. They must have been getting up, up the park at some stage if Jordi Hewola has been taken down by James Sands. And then... All of a sudden, midway through the first half, Lundstrom scores, 1-0 to Rangers, and I tend to think they'll probably go on and score more. Well, the sense of injustice that Malky Mackay felt at the time of the James Sands incident has deepened with uh, the John Lundstrom goal. Uh, we, we won't get a call from a Ross County fan, but we will get... Oh, we might, you know. We will get mm -hmm. calls from other fans because yet again... Yeah, yet again, <laughs> it's unavoidable... We uh, have a, an incident immediately prior to the yeah. Old Firm League game. Malky McKay, he'll, he will point to the timing as well, Hugh. If Rangers are four up and it happens, he's well, you yeah. know what? And, yeah. and he, do you know what? Even if it did happen early, we don't know if Rangers would go on and, and win the game anyway, but he will be quick to point out it happens at nil-nil, I'm sure. Yeah, um, listen, we, we've not seen it, Gordon, but obviously we're hearing what's happening in there but um, yeah the timing of it especially early in the game when you go to Ibrox and you're a team of Ross County and you know the attacking threat the Rangers have got mm. it's funny Fraser and I were talking about the middle of the park and Lundstrom will sit there and let all these players go and attack he's the one that scores a goal but it certainly yeah. helps if you can get Rangers reduced to 10 men yeah um, absolutely and what we're hearing is I think Ross Cooper got a case. Uh, Dumbarton L Elgin City 1 Kane Hester with the goal Rangers fans If you're listening to this one Liverpool 3 Bournemouth 0 Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, On 28 minutes there 
Well, Chelsea down to 10 men already Conor Gallagher's been sent off Second bookable offence uh, Great save by Ruse in the Aberdeen goal Obelai with the header for Livy Does not bad Got a good goal return from centre back And he almost put Livy in front Dave gave us an amazing stat Before the game started at Pataudry That uh, Livy have won on their last three Visits to Incredible, Aberdeen I mean that reflects poorly on Aberdeen It reflects very well on Livingston but you know, Jim Goodwin, what is it now? Four wins in sixteen, uh, a success rate of twenty-five percent. Uh, you can't be doing with going down at home to Livy today. They were good last week. I saw them at Perth last week. I'd seen them the week before. You losing at home to Motherwell, and what was a, a, a terrific game of football. But he tweaked the system last week, and it seemed to suit a lot of the players. Leighton Clarkson, wonderful free kick, oh. twenty-five yards. Mm. Put it down to one-on-one tuition from Steven Gerrard yeah. at the time. This lad Mayovsky up front will score goals for Aberdeen. He looks a really good signing at half a million pounds. So that was why I took Aberdeen, like you, to win today. But listen, Dave saying Livingston are, are standing their corner. Good luck to them. Yeah, th- listen, I think whoever plays Livingston, it's a very difficult game. I think they just the way they set up. I think they've got decent players. They rebuild every single season. You know, Dave McDowell, you can say what you want about him. I love listening to him. I think he's as honest as, you know, his interviews. He just comes out and says it as it is. Um, he doesn't hold back. But I, I think he set him and big, uh, I call him Martin, uh, set their team up absolutely brilliantly. And it will be interesting to see how that pans out I, to Pitori. Yeah, I think I speak on behalf of the nation, though, to be really disappointed there that you abandoned that. Because the phrase you were going to say is, he's honest as the day is long. And then you couldn't maybe quite commit to that in case you got it wrong. So you just stopped. And I really wish you had tried to finish it. Just to see. <laughs> no, what no, other... no. I was in total control of that conversation right. there. Just... Rumours of Liverpool's demise have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> They're now like four it. up. Uh, Liverpool four, Bournemouth the, nil. The Ranger scout has got back in the car yeah. and is currently heading back up the M6. Seen enough. Saying, Gaffer. Rumours of their demise have been exaggerated Juan Alegria on loan from Rangers Scores for Falker 2-0 up in their game today Yeah good game that so far Montrose 1 Kelty Hearts nil as well Kerr Waddle on 31 minutes there So Queen what's the happening Queen of the South revving up for their cup tie against Rangers By being those two goals down to Falkirk so. I thought that was some sort of joke Because when it gets to 10 minutes to go at Cowdenbeath you can hear the stock cars revving up <laughs> at the side of the pitch that's got to be one of Scottish football's weirdest quirks doesn't it and by the way we've got loads you, that must be you, a must, have, you must have played five derbies oh, there played there many is that still a thing though I assume so yeah, yeah. it's been I, a while since I've been there but. Yeah, yeah. when I took over at uh, Wraith Rovers as manager that was my first game at uh, Central Park Cowdenbeath was it? Yeah, yeah, it was my fault. I was horrific down there. Did you stay for the stock cars and anything? <laughs> no, I did didn't you stay think for it was weird game. That, that you were I had to you... get home early. I was living in Presswick at the time, I thought, so I think it might be bad. I'm away. Did you not think it was weird that your Passat was used in the stock cars? That's why it was so yeah. bashed. <laughs> I, I loved the Passat, must have. You'd have been handy with stock cars. I don't have windows. You wouldn't have had to worry about getting the window <laughs> oh, up in there. Uh, yeah, that, I'm taking a bit of stick for that. I've just had a uh, text. People are looking at Twitter. I'm glad I'm not on Twitter. I just I would be feeling really bad about you're, myself. You're Someone t- you're tweeted telling me you don't have a secret Twitter account. I don't have a secret Twitter account. No, I don't believe that. I don't honestly. Someone uh, tweeted back asking why I hadn't bleeped out your language. I don't have the technical capabilities to do such a thing on the iPhone. For goodness sake, I leave that stuff to producer. I, I'd Callum, like who's to apologise for my language, but I was so upset that I couldn't hold back. Mm. <laughs>
I grow in my <laughs> oh, they pick up and everything. Try to get the window down. I was actually trying to get the window down. I'm pressing as hard as I could. Gemma you, Owens got nothing on you. You were too. Uh, you were. You were too emotional. I, I was. It was. I was you just were, raging at oh, one oh, strand oh, here. Oh, hold on a wee second. Are, are you referencing Love uh, yeah, Island? There was a Love Island reference in yeah. there. I I only know. The, the lady because her father is Michael Owen is one of the nicest guys is that ever it, the only contestant you can think of is yeah, that the only one that, never, that ever, goes into your radar ever, issue? ever ever seen the programme yeah. you're, you're not a Davy Day man no you're more of a <laughs> never mind anyway uh, no more goals to tell you about in Scotland look, look in his face I could have said any name there whatsoever <laughs> he's, he's looking very confused uh, no more goals to tell you about in Scotland or is there um, <laughs> yes very good can't believe we're doing Love Island puns on a Clyde One Super Scoreboard. How the standard has fallen for anyone who has watched it mm-hmm. and will get it. The rest of you won't. Ekin Hugh says David. Oh, yes, yes, I like that. You don't uh-huh. watch it either. So I've never seen it. I'm, I'm with you. I don't watch that. Ekin Hugh Kevins. <laughs> uh, if felt... producer Callum was here, he would he do would the old Photoshop oh, business. 100%. With the bikini, the hair, you and then Hugh Kevins' no. glasses. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Hannah's a devotee of the show. Is that right? Yes, I, I sit in the other room watching Question Time. Are you Mrs. Every night. You're Mrs. Hannah going round to Gordon's house tonight? <laughs> it's polite to wait for an invitation, oh, yeah, does, but okay. anyway, you'll see you the house warming. <laughs> Stranraer 2, East Fife 1, look what? And we're 35 cool. minutes in, and Mark Wilson now reckons there's been 414 goals scored in the Premiership <laughs> this season. <laughs> he had a nightmare, didn't he? He's good to himself, him, eh? A couple, a couple of weeks ago it was Lady Gaga, and what was it, Dirty Dancing and... Hyde yeah, Park or something I noticed on his Instagram today he's done the old you know that really annoying one people do where he videoed out the plane window ah no whatever it is he's gone and he can see I mean budget airline to be fair uh, so he's uh, no. you know uh, no. fur coat he's, and all that but uh, he's sitting in, he's sitting in LA and she's up in G they couldn't even <laughs> get seats together he's, he's, get, but, he's getting taken out by nervous pilot but there, honestly <laughs> uh, there's something just not there with Mark right <laughs> I've, I've got what? to say, he, he's he's a very weird character. He's you go to Tenerife. What's the first thing you think? Sun, sand, beach, nice dinners, and everything, right? I hope none of this is a secret. By the way, I know where this is going. <laughs> I can't remember what was in it. What was it? He, so he says a, a medieval, a medieval theme night, a, night. And then he, he looked so confused that neither you nor I had experienced that on holiday. But we said that was a thing when you were younger. You would go to Spain. You go to a medieval night. Must admit that's past me by. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he gets up to. <laughs> in spare time. Honestly, he gets up in the morning and walks through the park to see the birds and everything like. That. He's just there's <laughs> there's something about him. I'll tell you what, David feels really outing himself as the Love Island what? correspondent of uh, of. Played one super scoreboard. He says, "Next time there's a goal, you should say I've got a text." What is this guy? Honestly, you need to get you need to get him round to Roger Hannes for question time. Yeah. Well, he is the same. I can reveal Mrs. Freel is also a devotee no, what you of mean Love Island, and both, he sits in the other room too, blaming. He's, he's straight on the t- it's Mrs. Freel. It's not me uh, blaming uh, your significant other. That's very poor form. Uh, recap the question, please, Hugh. Okay, since two thousand. Nine, no, ten players yeah, ten. have made a league appearance for Celtic who have also had at least one cap for North America, South America or Central America. Who are they? <laughs> who are they? Oh, <laughs> talk about something being wrong with this guy. He's listening from Tenerife. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's getting ready for the medieval night. He's getting his chain mail on as we speak. He's polishing his sword. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting his big uh, steel helmet thing on. <laughs> and uh, he's listening. He's listening all the way from Tenerife. Usually you get the flip flops, he's getting the big boot, steel boots on. He says, You are a cheeky. <clears throat> so, good to know he's. He's listening. Imagine going holiday and listening. To hey, right <laughs> it's a very good entertaining show. <laughs> really. yeah, listen, listening la, la, last night's caller and beat the pundit was phoning in from his holiday in Mallorca. That's true. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. Beaten roundly by Simon Donnelly and then took his good lady for a Burger King to commiserate. Uh, some good answers. Do you know what? I'm not seeing too many wrong answers on the teaser. Not everyone's getting them all. We've got nine, but they're doing really well. Um, I can see Andrew Gar- Garvin's giving it a really good go. Kevin McGowan's chucking a good name in there as well. So most of you are, are either getting some right or, or getting them all. So keep your guesses coming at Clyde SSB. T. Mick has already given us the first version of Ekin Hugh. <laughs> but I must say, I think, no offence, T. Mick, because I'm not great at it either. That's a pretty primitive Photoshop effort. I think we can do better than that. He's just stuck Hugh Keevan's face like right on top. <laughs> oh, <laughs> things you can't uh, unsee. Yeah. No. I'm hoping we'll get more of them sent in I'll get producer Michael and Ross to have a wee look out I, I had a feeling people would take on the Ekin Hugh challenge Is Ekin Hugh a person? Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a play on Ekin her name Ah oh, right, okay Anyway um, There we are Oh, yeah, mm, that's a bit more worrying because this one's <laughs> Is this producer Ross? Did you come up with this on your own? Uh, not bad Although it just looks like It just looks like a bald Hugh Evans with a bikini and and Let's long see. hair That one's even worse Oh no That's disturbing That one isn't oh. it Yeah I'm not sure How I feel about that Putting off my dinner A bit uneasy um, Actually To be quite honest But there we go I used to be on a broadsheet You know <laughs> <laughs> Long afternoon for Peterhead 3-0 down now At Aloha Bradley Rodden has scored What did I tell you What did I tell you Doing what, doing what he does Happening to see a team once And then making a snap judgement And telling you that he knows everything about them I told you I went to Stirling Albion Peterhead in the summer In the League Cup um, My brother-in-law Who I went to watch Came off injured after yeah. half an hour Which sort of ruined the, the whole point of it And Peterhead got absolutely destroyed By a team in the league below them They named three subs And I thought everything about that Just screams Tough Struggle. season ahead Well um, we had Prince Anora Sari. In Excuse the Scottish me? Sun today The signing Jim McAnally's latest signing from Ghana I believe he's also going to bring in a, a, Another midfielder from Africa And a Dutch <coughs> Sorry a defender from Africa And a, a Dutch midfielder as well So maybe he agrees with you Gordon That he needs reinforcements into the squad Ghana to Peterhead Is quite the footballing journey isn't it Yes via Surrey I think Oh right okay uh, At least he's Working his way north Weird, yeah. Have you ever seen Peterhead? Mm, nice pitch Nice little stadium, liked up there. And that's it. Again. Any news of the Bankies? No, I haven't had uh, any messages yet from the cup tie. Oh, yeah, good point. It's the Scottish Cup preliminary round today, did you know? I think it got underway last night, didn't it? Syngenta beat three Rovers. That was the big one that you were... Syngenta? uh, You were looking out for, Gordon, you said. You were... Yeah, I was too busy watching my old team that obviously I was nothing to do with their history. Um, Beat Dundee. Uh, good to see that one still stings yeah. Oh, I've got another goal at Ibrox Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements
And it's that man again It's Antonio Cholak Not quite Alfredo who Because that will never happen here Given his involvement uh, And the way the Rangers fans feel about him But certainly in the goal scoring front Antonio Cholak is handling it all by himself It was Scott Wright with the cross A volley from the summer signing Not content with early league goals Not content with scoring the goal That puts Rangers into the Champions League group stages He's got another one today Didn't quite catch it But it ends up in the corner and he's got that knack in front of goal, you have to say. Yeah, Morelos' nose was put out of joint by uh, not being the first pick. It'll be even worse now. Uh, but you know, Morelos will have those talks. Ooh, I think we're going to need to ban Bartley from this week. I, I don't. Has they he act- scored? Has he scored? No, they scored. Right, that would be quite something. No, but they're down to ten men. And Aberdeen have been given a penalty So if he doesn't agree with the decision Who knows what the reaction will be like It is a straight red for Jack Fitzwater Bizawin went down in the box Who has had accusations of going down easily in the past mm-hmm. That's not to say he did this time um, But it's a straight red card for Jack Fitzwater Just used to be routine didn't it Penalty Aberdeen Lewis Ferguson, Ferguson. to take Lewis Ferguson to score Who Miofsky I think well, took, oh, goal. took the last I one like Didn't him. he Roger Have you not had one already Yeah I'm with Roger um, here I think he's a goal scorer uh, And now the Livy keeper's getting treatment for injury Shamal George yeah. Livy paid good money for him in the summer It's general. not Yeah general yeah. It's not often Livy um, Bill on the carpet Pay he, transfer fees But they did it for him in the summer And he's down injured at the moment You're touching Lewis Ferguson Make his Bologna debut tonight He was suspended for the first two Serie A games of the season Nice easy start Away to champions AC Milan brilliant. In this answer Oh brilliant What an occasion mm. that will be Hopefully we see some game time uh, The man who was standing outside Partick Thistle Peering in for free Is getting a treat Partick Thistle 2 Wraith Rovers 0 I thought we'd go and say they let him in Stephen Lawless on 42 minutes The Gordon DL Derby Partick and Wraith Partick and Wraith Yeah, yeah A um, legend at both No, no, certainly not Partick um, Probably not at Wraith either But um, oh, we're pressing the button Since when Miofsky steps up for the penalty Goal flashes With Clydebilt Home Improvements Yeah, no mistake Miofsky from the penalty spot Makes it Aberdeen 1 Livy 0 Livy had started brightly But the home side are in front Well, we've got two referee controversies now and if it wasn't a controversial award Marvin Bartley will make it yeah, a exactly. controversial I've award I've got no idea if it was or not But there we go And the, the other one being at Ibrook So very interesting to hear Malky Mackay at time up Interesting to hear at half time How he reacts Because if it's 0-0 And you feel that Rangers should be down to 10 men uh, And they, they do not go down to 10 men Then it, it changes the mm. complexion of things uh, Roger can I just say what you've done to his confidence You've absolutely mm. shattered it Because right. With the whole car school thing he, Did you hear that there He just questioned Whether he was a Wraith Rovers legend Oh Never before on the show Has such a thing he, 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 he tells me that the full Town should be named after him this guy, The I, town I, of Wraith I've, I've Should told, be named after I've him I've told you this before The A number of years ago When Rangers were poised To win the championship They were going to win it At Starks Park mm-hmm. And Super Scoreboard Decided to send Myself and Gordon DL to cover the game And it finished a 3-3 draw And actually the Rangers didn't go up until the following week And we were driving and he said Have we got a car park pass here? And I said no we haven't, the car park's full Rangers are in town, Wraith Rovers have told us We'll just need to park somewhere nearby And he went on to the hands free in my car And he phoned the chief executive of Wraith Rovers And demanded someone be moved out the car park <laughs> To let him I in I don't doubt it And when we arrived at the car park The man said yes 
You've got the chief executive space because he's parked down the street. There you are. So <laughs> don't don't let the fact that I'm sharing a car with him now damage your confidence. Yeah, you like never that. told you about the lunch legend. you got as well. We uh, yes, we got a free Anyway, lunch. it's 1-1 one, one with the Bankies, Hugh, oh. against Bonington oh. Thistle. If you're keeping track. Um, Why are you taking photos of yourself? <laughs> Who? I, I'm, I'm interested. Hugh Keevans. No, no, my, no, no that, you. I, I, was sent, I was descended to my daughter. My daughter's with friends in Millport for the day. Just to say that my just, dad was just take a, sel- a selfie in the studio. He's sending photos to himself. They were asking. They're sending selfies of them from... A place which looks as if it may serve alcoholic beverages in Millport, and we're demanding one back of myself in the Dazzler. Mid show, yeah, honestly. See before the you professionalism. do that, flick your hand and flick that wee bit of hair back. Liverpool <laughs> five, Bournemouth nil. Virgil Van Dijk on his two hundredth oh. English Premier League appearance. Well, Virgil Van Dijk got a real mouthful from his teammates uh, at Old Trafford Monday night. Uh, the the performance against Man United was substandard, and it's as if. Jurgen Klopp has said to them, look, they're talking about you. They're saying that perhaps this might be the start of us going over the hill. Go out there and show, in the week where we get Rangers in the Champions League, Battle of Britain, go out there and show them that that's nonsense and they've done it 5-0 at half-time. You know, I've told you that, that Scottish football is unrivaled for just these weird moments that crop up and I just saw a great tweet there uh, that I'll try and find again because it's disappeared which is not ideal I think it was Bonnie Rig Rose in Stillen Albion one of the assistant managers has tried to kick the ball back a new ball onto the pitch and he shook him off and flew <laughs> onto the pitch as well <laughs> honestly never a dull day uh, Tavernier's hit the, he- hit the bar with a header at the back post he was only a few yards out there uh, four minutes added at St Mirren Hibs I suppose we could just round this off quickly uh-huh. then Hugh let's do it shall we the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online Since 2000, 10 players have made a league appearance for Celtic who have also got at least one cap for a country in North, South or Central America. They are Cameron Carter Vickers, Fernando De Orneas, who only made two appearances for Celtic, so if you go to him, you're doing well. Yeah. Diego Laxalt, Christian Gamboa, Emilio Izaguiri, Timothy Weah, Miku, Efran Juarez, Juninho, and Rafael, the boy from Brazil. Some names on there Well done if you got that right All ten especially When we moved the goalposts Having said it was nine uh, Third place Kevin Maguire Second place Sean White And the winner Was Andrew Garvin I must say RJ Demon Does he not have a part to play? He must have been on that podium Because he's the man that was Tweeting me and pointing out That it should be ten Instead of nine So I don't know where he's supposed to rank on there But anyway Well done if you got it right We've got a cracker Of a who am I That we'll get a bit later And that is Halftime at Ibrox Is Rangers 2 Ross County nil. So Rangers in control As you would expect They've Controlled a lot of the ball They've had most of the chances And of course they've scored The only goals Malky Mackay may feel This game should have played out differently James Sands had already been booked uh, For pulling back In a similar Incident The ball went over the top again Perhaps could count himself fortunate To not have been sent off But he did stay on the pitch uh, And that allowed Rangers to then go And uh, Prove how dominant they were Opening the scoring It was John Lundstrom From the edge of the box Deflected Took the shot past 
the Ross Laidlaw, the goalkeeper for Ross County. Uh, and then the second, it's that man Antonio Cholak, scoring a lot of goals at the moment. Across from Scott Wright, didn't fully catch his volley, but it ends up in the back of the net anyway to make it Ranger 2, Ross County 0. And on their way to a routine victory, Hugh. Yeah, yeah, the game's finished. Um, Malky <laughs> Mackay is a man well able to articulate himself. And if he feels that there has been a miscarriage of justice and that the failure to red card James Sands has had a material influence on the game, then he will say so. Yeah, Don Cowie on the coaching staff is having words with Don Robertson as he goes off the pitch there at Ibrox. It's half-time at Pataudry, Dave Galloway. Half-time, Aberdeen 1, Livingston 0. Aberdeen uh, quickly out of the traps in this one, forcing a first-minute corner, but Livingston soon settled into this one. Nubley headed Holtz crossover, then Montano setting up, set him up to drive into the six-yard box, but he drove wide from a tight angle. The Dons had a chance when Hayes burst through, however, he curled his effort over. But at the other end, it took a wonderful reaction save from Roos to keep out Obelai's header following a Livy free kick into the danger zone the home team put on some pressures they tried to get back into things Clarkson's header from Hayes cross missed the target and Stuart couldn't connect with his header from a corner kick but the visitors were still at this stage probably the likelier side however in 41 minutes everything changed Aberdeen went ahead from the penalty spot Bissawin went down in the area under Fitzwater's challenge he got a straight red card for that and Mayovsky was clinical with his spot kick then in injury time Aberdeen with uh, uh, a real miss a cross from the left to Richardson at the back post uh, seemed certain to score but he somehow managed to put the ball wide of target so an entertaining interesting game uh, the halftime scoreline is scant rewards for Livingston's efforts to be absolutely honest but it's Aberdeen 1 Livingston 0 well, Marvin Bartley will not be happy, that's for sure. I think it's also half time, and by the, the Ross County players not letting this go either. They're speaking to fourth official uh, Alan Muir as well. What happened with that incident? Rugby Park, though, for David Freel. Half time, Gordon Kilmarnock now, Motherwell won. This has been a really good game. There's been so much action at both ends, and it's that man, Kevin Van Dien, who's put Motherwell ahead at the break. The Dutchman now has four goals in his last five. He's a former man of the league, and Stevie Hamill's side did deserve a lead at that point, but. Kelly have finished the half really, really strongly. They've hit the bar and will feel his way back into the game in the second half. Kevin Bundy had the first chance in three minutes after Sean Goss picked him out with a pass. His touch was lovely. Cut inside, but the volley was saved by Sam Walker. Then it was Dean Cornelius' turn to have a goal. Connor Shields this time crossed. Once again, the first touch was absolutely brilliant, but shot flew wide. Motherwell were pressing. He felt the opener was coming and it arrived in 14 minutes with a brilliant goal from Kevin Van Veen. So much credit has to go to Blair Spittle. The assist was really, really classy. It was a through ball that cut the Kelly defence open. Van Veen beat Lewis Mayer to the ball. He shrugged him off and then produced a really clever finish as he flicked it past Sam Walker. Kelly, though, to be fair, came back into it after that and the main danger man has been Kyle Lafferty. He put a 25-yard free kick over the bar and then wasted a really good chance in the half-hour mark and he got his volley all wrong from about eight yards out. But Ben Christine, on his debut, he's been really, really good. He's on loan from Astonville. He came closest for Kelly. He stepped onto a low cross and crashed a shot off the underside of the bar with Liam Kelly well beaten. That was about 35 minutes. Lafferty then fired the rebound over and all his shot also came really close as Motherwell's lead stayed intact just. So Stevie Hamill is on his way to another win but there is life left in this game yet. Half time at Rugby Park, Marlick nil, Motherwell won. It's also half time in Paisley, Gavin Pearson. Yeah, well, Hibbs dominated possession right from the word go for the first five minutes or so. 
But uh, in the sixth minute, St Mirren ventured into the Hibs uh, into the Hibs half for the very first time, and Ryan Strain uh, dropped a low cross into the six-yard area, and Keanu Bacchus really couldn't miss. Um, Hibs then had to contend with more pressure. Joe Newell was the first to be booked for a tackle on O'Hara over on the left side, and then two minutes later, Ellie Yuan went into the book for a tackle on Ryan Strain, who was a constant threat throughout this first half. Uh, on exactly half an hour, Ryan Porteous had stayed up after a set piece. He was on the left, he delivered an excellent cross, an inswinging cross, which Doyle tried to glance inside the far post, and if he got a little bit more on it, then it would have been the equaliser, because uh, Carson wouldn't have had a chance, but that just drifted past there, the far post, and that really has been the only chance that Hibs have had, although they've had uh, most of the possession. Uh, St Mirren have been happy to soak it up and actually look more a threat going on the break, and actually the two sides look like the, the side who are likely to get a, se- a second to score next here in this one. But uh, Hibs again going behind, and Lee Johnson might think about changing things. Uh, the three up front maybe hasn't worked quite as well as he'd hoped, We'll see what happens in the second half. Half time here, it's St. Mirren 1, Hibs 0. And we'll do a full roundup of those half time scores next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half-time scores in the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 1, Livingston 0 Kilmarnock 0, Motherwell 1 Rangers 2, Ross County 0 And St Mirren 1, Hibs 0 In the Championship, Hamilton Ackies 0 Are both 0, Inverness 0, Morton 0 Partick Thistle 2, Wraith Rovers 1 And Queen's Park 1, Cove Rangers 0 In Scottish League 1, Alloa 3, Peterhead 0 Dunfermline 0, Airdrie 0 FC Edinburgh 1, Clyde 0 Falkirk 2, Queen of the South 0 and Montrose 1, Kelty Hearts 0. In League 2, Albion Rovers 1, Annan 1, Bonnie Rig Rose 1, Stirling Albion 0, Dumbarton 0, Elgin City 1, Forfar 0, Stenhouse Muir 2, and Stranraer 2, East Fife 1. The English Premier League to finish for you. A full time result from earlier Southampton 0, Man United 1, Brentford 0, Everton 1 at the break, Brighton 0, Leeds 0, Chelsea 0, Leicester 0, Liverpool 5, Bournemouth 0. And Man City nil, Crystal Palace two. We'll have the second halves from Scotland coming up next.